You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to Behind the Influence, a production of iHeartRadio and TDC Media. 2010, 12, 13, 14, YouTube was just an individual in front of a camera editing his or her own videos and creating their own thumbnails. That is not 2018, 2019 YouTube. You have to love it, first of all. If you're just making content to make money, you will fail so quickly. YouTubers don't think about it like that, but they should be because the goal is to have 100% active subscribers. When you post a video, all of them click on your video. And that's when I knew, okay, this is something that's gonna be massive. Well, today's a very important day. We have the godfather of basically, do you like that? You're already laughing. <laughs> the this interview is going, going great already. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll You're take basically it. the godfather of the biggest names in digital right now. Reed Dukeshire, and I did not you pronounce but that your, correctly. Your last name. Very a, a lot of a lot of people struggle with it outside of North Dakota, but that mm-hmm. was good. But did I say it with a North Dakota? Yeah, you said almost? it very very German. So, oh, I did. Yeah, you were on point. Wow. Well, did you? Yeah, it's very it? good. Okay, great. Well, you know what? This is a ten <laughs> out of ten already. We're really excited to have you here. Obviously, you represent the epitome of what we cover on this show: people of influence. And you are a person of influence because you are behind these people. Like we have an amazing team. Mm-hmm. I, I got into this industry four and a half, five years ago by myself out of my bedroom. And to see what Night Media has blossomed into today has been incredible. I think we're, just to throw out some numbers, we're over a billion views a month through 10 clients or across 10 clients. And I, I believe we're at about that 88 million subscriber range. And that's pretty impressive when you consider it's only 10 individuals. Night Media's philosophy, uh, just to get into this a little bit. So we usually only work with family-friendly creators. So okay. we don't work with a ton of people that actually we don't have any creators that really swear on their channels. Okay. It's something that we're... We're not necessarily against, we just don't like to promote it to children. And the second ones, we only work with with creators that want to be entrepreneurs and business people. And, you know, we've found 10 that, you know, want to dig into this industry and want to keep YouTube at its core and want to do so much more. And that's why we've stayed small. So you have 10 of the most subscribed to followed YouTube personalities in a time where YouTube is, it's hard to navigate, right? 
people yeah. die on YouTube. And I don't mean actually die, but their content dies on YouTube because they're not switching it up enough or whatever the reason is. Is it that you've found people who have staying power or is it that you have come up with a strategy for that staying power? Man, I don't know how much I want to say here. I, I Tell think, me all your I secrets. I think most of it is, is just lack of understanding of how YouTube actually works. Most of our guys focus on a few things and yes, they switch their content up. Yes, they don't do the same video 10 times in a row. Like some creators make that mistake, but you know, we really understand that a good video starts with a good title and thumbnail. Mm -hmm. And then once you get people to click on that video, it's all about getting them to stay and watch that video. So it's really just a combination of high click through rate, which is CTR and high average view duration. Mm -hmm. So okay. that's the, the two things that we really focus on. And as a creator, when those two dip, that's when it's time to either switch it up or say, okay, my fans aren't clicking on this video. Why are they not clicking on this video? Or why are they not staying and watching this video for the duration? We're gonna get into a little bit of your backstory before we give away all the secrets, but there was a time when all of this clicked for you and there had to have been moments in the journey mm -hmm. where you figured out the secret sauce and, and to even figure out to work with influencers. Would you remember a time in your career that this all kind of came to fruition for you? There, there's a few, I honestly don't even think we're at first space yet like we have so much more to accomplish as a company mm -hmm. and yes we work with some of the most influential people on the internet but there's a lot that we have to accomplish with those individuals and we really dig into their businesses but when I was I was an NFL sports agent before I got into this industry and I met Dude Perfect so this was 2015 Dude Perfect was still small not the Dude Perfect we know today they're like two million subscribers and I met them and at the time we were working with large NFL clients we had Odell Beckham Jr. and Richard Sherman and Marcus Allen and Barry Sanders. And so like we were at the top of this NFL chain and it was a lot of fun. But when I met Dude Perfect, advertising agencies and brands were asking me questions that they weren't necessarily interested about Odell and Richard. They were going, tell us more about Dude Perfect hmm. or those trick shot guys are really interesting. Why don't you come to the office and tell us more? And that was kind of like my first aha moment was, OK, people are actually looking at this to be a viable marketing you know, medium. I left three months later. People still thought I was crazy at that time. Like nobody's going to buy a dude perfect video. Like people aren't going to spend money on YouTube. But eventually after pitching it for six to eight months, people started to spend money. And that first one was Callaway Golf. Callaway mm. Golf came in in a very conservative golf industry that's predominantly marketed towards older individuals, came in and bought a dude perfect video. And this was the first thing I had done with Dude Perfect. And then they came back for a second video. And that's when I knew, okay, this is something that's going to be massive. And so you leave the sports world behind. Yeah, I did. I packed up my car. I worked so hard to get into the sports industry, too. I, I was just going to say, that's a, hard, that's a hard career to kind of break it's, into. It's almost impossible to break into because there's not that many sports agents. It's very difficult. It's easy to get a certificate to be a sports agent. It's very difficult to represent a guy that actually makes an NFL roster. Foster. And so I saw the movie Jerry Maguire, just like everyone else did when they were younger. And I thought it was a sexy industry. I, I lived in Las Vegas and I used to travel back and forth from Las Vegas to LA and literally just sit in lobbies like CAA and athletes first and like all these different lobbies. I would just sit and wait for agents to come out and then I would hand them my resume and I'd be like, just give me an opportunity. Like I, I promise like it's going to be worth it. That is very Jerry everyone Maguire passed. of you. <laughs> <laughs> everyone passed? Everyone passed. Uh, I got some emails back and they're like, you know, thanks for sitting in, but you know, sorry, we just aren't hiring or it was like CA just kicked me out of the lobby and yeah, it's just never happened. And then eventually I met someone in Las Vegas who was running a sports management firm 
And he offered me an internship and I just took it. Mm -hmm. Isn't that how all great stories start? It's like they said no a thousand times yeah. and then finally. And then you were representing some known names, which yeah. to leave that after all that tenacity and, you know, sitting in lobbies and getting kicked out of them for you to then jump ship into this unknown world. Obviously, you saw a case study of somebody wanting to buy something. So you mm -hmm. knew it was viable and you knew there was something there. But did you know how big it, this world could be? No idea. No idea. Okay. I, at the time, my parents were, thought I was crazy. So I, I packed up my car. I was like, Mom, Dad, like I'm driving to Dallas where Dude Perfect is based. I'm leaving Fritz Martin Management, which was the sports agency. And they're like, wait, what? I thought you've worked a year and a half to get this job. You've done it for nine months and now you're going to leave. I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. And they're like, well, you know, we trust you and good luck. And, you know, they supported me, which, you know, was number one. And then number two, it was then figuring out who are the next big channels that are going to pop up on YouTube. And luckily then met Typical Gamer, who was mm -hmm. live streaming Grand Theft Auto and saw him pulling 5,000 viewers to 8,000 viewers to 12,000 viewers. And he just continued to grow. And that's when YouTube gaming became a thing. So then was your full-time focus just kind of scouting this, this next crop of influencers and mega digital personalities and and how did that day look for you were you just sitting there on youtube all day not really i was sending a lot of cold emails at that time okay because i i was working pretty closely with dude perfect and i was trying to bring in business for them wasn't really interested in signing a ton of people i always understood that talent management wasn't scalable it wasn't a scalable business model for me it was i just wanted to work with individuals that i enjoyed working with and then i wanted to become business partners with them and do something much bigger than just create youtube videos and for me that was always you know where i wanted to take this but at the time there were so many different people popping up on youtube it was hard to keep up like it is today it's like there's so many channels with a million subscribers. How do you figure out which one to work with? Mm -hmm. So I, I was just getting to know people, sending a lot of cold emails, talking with advertising agencies, and really just building my Rolodex. So at that point, what was the game plan for you? Did you think you were going to start an agency? Is Was Night Media even in the No, it wasn't vision? even really a thing yet. I okay. just was enjoying what I was doing, and I was going to eventually figure out how to make it a business. But at the time, I wasn't even thinking that. I was just thinking man, I'm not making any money. How do I convince Callaway Golf and BMW to spend money on Dude Perfect so I can actually bring in some income? That's really all I was concerned about at the time. And then it eventually to now what Night Media has become is pretty crazy. I don't think yeah, I ever so, imagined. Yeah, so a lot of things happened between that first deal mm -hmm. and today. Um, today you represent 10 huge personalities. We were going over your your top five, and that doesn't mean they're your favorite. How do I <laughs> yeah, say Yeah, you're going to get me in trouble. Not, I wouldn't say top five because they're all incredible, but you've yeah. got Preston, Mr. Beast, Sunday, Unspeakable. You can look at it in a few ways. Views per month or subscribers or social reach. Just I guess facts. there's different We're looking ways. at facts. We're not yeah. asking the godfather to pick the favorite yeah. child. That would be unfair. I, I love them all to death. Yeah, of course you do. And uh, they're all really talented. So you get this roster. How does how does this happen? So, okay. So was working with Dude Perfect. Then I met Typical Gamer. Twitch, we talked about you had someone on from Twitch earlier. Twitch was obviously taking off and Amazon had just acquired. It was called Justin TV. YouTube gaming then starts. And I was starting to work with some of those live streamers that were popping up on YouTube that were just live streaming mm -hmm. on the platform. And that's really how it started. And then 2017, about February 2017, I met an individual named Preston. He had a Minecraft channel called Preston Plays with about three and a half million subscribers. We were in the same city. I was living in Dallas. I had no idea he was in Dallas. 
and a friend of mine who's also a YouTuber, Nico Vald, introduced us through Twitter DMs. I do most of my business, weirdly enough, through Twitter DMs. I've you never slide recruited into the DM? anyone. No, they slide into mine. Oh, they slide um, into you. I've DM. never like recruited a person to sign them. It's usually them coming to me and asking questions is how it usually starts. Hey, I saw you work with so-and-so. Like, can you tell me a little more? And that's how it works with Preston. He introduced us. We went out to coffee, sat there for about four hours and just kind of talked about family and faith and business and, you know, just had a good time. And eventually, about 30 days later, him and I started working together. And that's when Night Media took off. Okay. So would you say he was the reason Night Media came into fruition? I would say he's the reason Night Media started to really scale like our business offering and what we were offering creators and how we were working with them. Because before that, I was working with a few guys who we work with today. And it was just kind of like brand flow, which is great. But Preston really opened my eyes to this can be so much more. You know, the guy has seven businesses right now. He's, I think, 27 employees, which is crazy. But a he's lot of young, too. He's 25. Yeah. Wow. And a lot of our clients now, as you look at them, they all have 20 plus employees. It's just kind of how we help them build that internal business to support. And then Preston and I just started doing business together. And that's when I was like, OK, I need to hire some people because this is getting out of control. And then Preston introduced me to Unspeakable Gaming, who lives in Houston. And then we ended up signing Unspeakable. And then it just started. The domino started to fall. People who are having two to three million subscribers, that's that's a decent baseline to start yeah. with. But then you did something incredible and made them go from three million subscribers to 10x or, you know, whatever it is. It's every single person started pretty decently. And I think I would put them in the top of YouTube, mm -hmm. top creators. What did you do? What was your secret sauce? And what was your offering to these people that helped them go from 3 million to say 20 million subscribers? Yeah. Well, it, it ultimately falls on them to produce good content. The one thing that, that we really focus on that we understand is it's a business. And so most of these YouTube creators that you meet, and this was, you know, 2010, 12, 13, 14, YouTube was just an individual in front of a camera editing his or her own videos and creating their own thumbnails. That is not 2018, 2019 YouTube. You have to have a creative director, a post-production manager, a head editor, a, like you need to have specific people on your team to help where you can kind of take a step back as a creator and just focus on, okay, what's today's video? okay, what's tomorrow's video? And that creative director really needs to help you flesh out like, okay, what do my fans want to watch, right? So what we've really focused on is helping them build teams internally so they can just be talent. And that's what they should be. They shouldn't have to play 15 different roles. And as we're looking to start other businesses or whether it's a consumer product or we're starting a mobile gaming company, they can't focus on that things if they're editing their own videos and making their own thumbnails and coming up with all the creative. It's just not feasible. And so for us... You know, most of our clients now have taken a step back, hired the specific individuals that they need on the team. Mm -hmm. And then they also understand the data behind why YouTube videos perform well. What What is the common thread between all of these talent, all of this, you know, the digital personalities versus the other ones we're seeing on YouTube? So for us, like we focus on two things. This is what we were talking about a little earlier. The first pillar is they need to be family friendly. We only work mm -hmm. with family friendly creators. It, it's a di little differently if your audience is in their 20s and 30s and 40s. But most of the audience that we have for creators is like 6 to 12 years old. Some mm -hmm. of them skew a little older like Mr. Beast and Mini Lad and Typical Gamer. But for the most part, that's where we sit. And so family friendly is one. And that second one is we only work with creators that want to be more than just YouTubers. They want to have to be business people. They want to be entrepreneurs. They're really good at using YouTube as that core and then building businesses from that, if that makes sense. So 
those are like, as I look at all of our clients, our, our 10 clients, that's two things that they all have in common is they really want to do more than just be a YouTube creator. How do you guide them? Obviously, you you said that you play manager, agent, yeah. all these different roles. How do you help customize and guide each person's trajectory? Or mm -hmm. are you, I'm assuming it's different for each person. Yeah, it's really up to them. And they they set the cadence of what the next three to five years look like. We just help them get there. Right. Most and, and we have a lot of meetings with people that we don't end up signing because they really have no idea. They're making YouTube videos. They're doing 50 million views a month. And they're like, you know, it's great. And that's fine. It's just not for us. Right. We want to build businesses with them, sign an agent. Preston's with Endeavor. He has a publicist and all these other people. And we want to build an infrastructure. So if we want to do an animated series on our own, Preston and Night Media can go do that. Or if we want to do this consumer package good, uh, Mr. Beast and Night Media can go do that. And so that's why it's just, it's so important to us. And some creators just aren't right. They just don't fit in our, you know, Night Media's, you know, little closet of what we look for. Mm -hmm. I was going to next ask you if, if there was exclusivity with these people that you signed, but obviously yep. Preston, he was able to sign with an outside agency. Yeah, yeah. So we don't act as the agent. We just act as the manager or business manager. Mm -hmm. We sometimes use agents depending on what we want to get done. If Preston, for instance, wanted to do more voiceover. And so we signed with Endeavor to help him do a little bit more voice acting. But most, all of the exclusivity really falls on Night Media. If they want an agent, we'll go help them interview agents. I think back in the day when we were talking about traditional talent, they said you know, the important thing about a manager is helping you find a good agent. It's not really the case anymore because it's not a traditional world. Like these people can, you know, Preston can do his own animated series and act in it and fund in it and do it all by himself without an agent. We don't need a certified agent in Hollywood, but for some circumstances, we still do. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Let's talk specifically a little bit about Mr. Beast because yep. he has done so much in the last year. He's grown and ins- his numbers are insane, basically. Mm-hmm. And everybody's eyes seem to be on him this year. Uh, what what was the big change in 2018, 2019 for, for Mr. Beast? Yeah, I made an article. I think it was a video like mid-2018. And I was like, okay, 2017, year of the pulse. 2018 was Ninja. 2019 is like the year of the beast. And he might follow it up in 2020 as like the year of the beast again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to happen just based on the projects that we have going on right now. Right. I think I told you before we started the last 12 months, Jimmy's grown 16 and a half million subscribers. I don't know if which anyone... may possibly be the fastest growth. We're unclear. Th- we unclear. can look this up. Yeah. And a personality channel. I'm not talking T series or like businesses or even like Justin Bieber, like music channels. We, we usually put it in like a style of just personality channels. I would say Ninja is the only other one. And I, I he had it's to have grown unclear. faster than Ninja. I'm, I'll ask. I'll ask YouTube who grew quicker. You know what? For the sake of the podcast, guess who grew quicker? Jimmy. Yeah. Sorry, Ninja. Jimmy. Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> What is it about Mr. Beast? Why? What's what's the so what? I think there's a lot of things. One is he's more focused on the algorithm more than any person I've ever met. Like he really pays attention to the data and why videos perform and why videos don't perform. And so a lot of his day, I mean, he'll think three, four hours just on a thumbnail. Like what is this thumbnail? How do I get this from a 10 to 20% click through rate? So that's most of his days is just creative, but all his videos are different. Like he, and we really invented the trends in 2018. Last to leave, massive trend on YouTube mm-hmm. still today. Uh, 24-hour videos, massive trend on YouTube that Jimmy really started in 2018. I saw the Logan Paul. I, I'm not going to say I watched the whole thing. Didn't he say Logan Paul? Oh, he said Paul's Logan Paul 100,000 times. That yeah. was, I think, 2016 or 17. Okay, but that was insane. Yeah, yeah he's done a few of those. He did the, the PewDiePie one saying PewDiePie 100,000 times. Yeah. I think he watched It's Every Day, Bro for 24 straight hours. And how is his mental state after that? I He's fine. Uh, is he okay? I don't think he'll ever do anything like that again. The, the 24 hour videos and they are 100% legit. It's not like they go spend six hours in a rainforest, like the new video that came up, they're in the rainforest for 24 hours or they're, you know, they're, I, I shouldn't even say, it. they're filming another 24 hour video next week. That's insane, but mm-hmm. they'll spend 24 hours there. They're not making this up. So would you, it's okay to say this, is the main motivation behind Mr. Beast's videos, what is gonna get the most views? I think it's some of it and what we really understood and this really started with the Twitch donation videos, which was another trend he started, Twitch donation videos, when we did the forty thousand dollars to Ninja and we gave it it was a charity stream for St. Jude's. So it was basically a donation to uh to St. Jude's. I think it just sparked um something within him. It's like, wait, I have an opportunity to do a lot of social good with my platform. And so yes, we pull out of views, but we also we do a lot with charitable organizations. We're starting our own 501c3 that's going to tackle homelessness in America. You know, we just announced yesterday that we're going to plant 20 million trees by Earth Day 2020. So 
his platform has really become something so much bigger than just pulling views. And I think that's why, like, not only 2019 was the year of the beast, like 2020, I guarantee like the end of that year, he's going to be sitting around that like 45 to 50 million subscriber range. That's insane. Yeah. That's absolute. That's... We'll do 30 by the end of the year. I'll say it's end of September. We're at almost 25. December will probably be a two to three million month. Do we know who has the most? Subs I'm sure you know uh, this. PewDiePie. Yeah. A hundred. He has a hundred. hundred million. Yeah. I wonder how many of those are active. I have no idea. I'm just yeah. speculating. I don't know. Just thinking out it, loud. It's really, so it's, it's now PewDiePie, Mr. or uh, Dude Perfect. I think we passed Markiplier and Jacksepticeye mm -hmm. and Vanoss. I think it's just the, those three, Mr. Beast, Dude Perfect, PewDiePie. That's awesome. So you're working in the space where you, you know, they're not just working on YouTube. They also are building businesses that you've referenced many yeah. times. What are some of the businesses that you've found to be most lucrative and in line with what these creators are setting out to do? I think merchandise is the first one that always stands out mm -hmm. and people do like their own merch. And now we're seeing creators actually create clothing companies like Teddy Fresh and H3H3 that are doing, you know, very well or loose change and face banks. Yep. We're going to see more of that. And obviously all our clients sell merchandise. I think we'll get a little bit more into specific clothing brands and apparel. The next one for us is going to be consumer packaged goods. So we're going to get into products, whether that's candy or other edible you know, food, uh, something along those lines will launch in the next like 30 to 60 days. I won't say what it's called. Preston and I launched a animated production company about 60 days ago. And so we're going to start creating our own intellectual property. So our own animated series, we'll probably do a few with Nickelodeon. I think we're, we're at the finish line with a few of those right now. So sky's the limit. I think the hard part is staying narrow and actually executing on a certain thing, on certain yeah. things, because our guys and they now think like this, like I can accomplish anything with my platform. What do I want to build? Uh, so we we try and keep them pretty narrow with like, okay, let's pick two to three things this year and execute on those instead of 15 and yeah. then not getting anything done in 12 months. And so for Preston, it was, you know, we want to do a certain consumer package good that will launch and then really Meatball, which is our kid's production house. Mm -hmm. And so those were the two things that we wanted to execute on in 2019, as well as his Elmer. He has, he's with Elmer's Hot Pockets, Hot Wheels, Sonic, and Disney right now are his, his corporate partners. How is your head spinning? Yeah. Your clients We are just left Orlando, actually. We filmed a Star Wars commercial. I got roped into it somehow. So it was Preston, his wife, Bree, our friend Keith, and myself were in this Star Wars commercial for Galaxy's Edge. So we just launched that on Saturday. I'm back here again on the first. Uh, we have... A Hot Wheels thing going on, and then Bree's also filming a thing for another brand on the opposite side of town. So there's a lot going on. There's so much going on. I know, yeah. And how do you even keep your head straight? Because you have these 10, it's not like, you know, most agencies have their one star. Mm -hmm. it, it feels like all 10 of your clients are stars. Yeah, they keep me busy. I have a great team. I travel a lot because I like to be with them when they travel or they're doing certain appearances, but I also have a really supportive team that also helps and, you know, fills in the gaps. How do you manage time and and properly allocate enough time to each of these people? Because obviously, you know, with a music label, they might yeah. put all their eggs into Taylor Swift, but then there's the person that's really talented, but they're not going to put as much marketing money or whatever. How do you equally distribute your time to make sure that all of your clients feel like they're getting the attention and the time that they need. It's so difficult. I, I've run into that problem. And it's the reason why we are not going to ever scale the talent management business because I only have so much time. Nick on my team who represents and manages some of our clients now only has so much time. You know, we're hiring another talent manager who's probably going to sign one, maybe two individuals. We'll never get 
over 15 to 18. It's just not our business. And so the way that I manage my time is just not signing everyone. If I wanted to, Ignite Media could probably have 15 more clients hitting that like 100 million a mark. But, you know, we have 10 whales right now and we're so focused on those 10 that for us to just start signing people is just not our business. I like that. I feel like that's why everyone's doing so well. They get that specific yeah. attention and it's catered to them versus yeah. you just kind of dumping content out there. Yeah, and know? there's some management companies that represent thousands of people. I mean, at that point, do you even know everyone's name? Do you know who right. their parents are? Like, you're, I'm so close to the 10 individuals that we work with. I was in Preston's wedding. I'll probably be in you know Typical's wedding if him and Samara end up getting married in the next year. So it's like, they're now like our best friends. And mm -hmm. I think that's the one thing that stands out about Night Media is we treat them like family. And it's hard to have family when there's a thousand individuals in your company or a thousand creators. Like you just, mm -hmm. you, there's no time for that. So you're pretty hands-on when it comes Very, to yeah. whether it's a brand deal or it's somebody wanting to brainstorm with you, Preston coming to you a year ago or whenever and yeah. saying, I want to do animation. Yeah, very How does a conversation like that happen? Is it this is a passion of Preston's and he comes to you and he's like, how do we execute? And then you figure it out. It was actually something I pitched him on. So Preston, if you look at his channel, his Minecraft channel, now it's, it used to be Preston plays. It's just changed to Preston now. So he just crossed 10 million subscribers two months ago and he switched Minecraft onto a different channel now called Preston plays. He has two series that really stood out to me that were episodical. One was based on hide and seek within Minecraft and he also tried it in Roblox and in Fortnite. And the other one's about finding secret items, artifacts, places. Mm -hmm. And they're the two most popular series on his channel, really on YouTube, to be quite honest. Like they average four to eight million views a video. And so when we looked at it, people were coming to us and saying, hey, we want to do an animated series. Will you act in it? And we just figured, why do we need these people? We'll do it ourselves. We have the distribution on his channel. We can do the toys. We can do all this stuff ourselves and we can market it. Yeah. So we kind of looked at it as like, do we need Disney? Do we need Nickelodeon? Do we need Cartoon Network? Or can we execute this by ourselves? And that's really why Meatball started. It's so interesting that once these personalities have the platform, they can literally do whatever they want, yep. right? They have the power to. But at some point, do you step in and say, don't do that one passion project? Because there's, you'll see YouTubers who have a lot of eyeballs and they're like, oh, I'm going to go do this one thing that might not be the best move for them strategically. Yeah. For their career. Yeah, I shut um, a lot of stuff down. Uh, you do? Okay. It, more for specific people on our roster than others. Okay. But yeah, I, I have to step in sometimes when I just don't think it's a good idea. And that's also why they have us there, right? If we just said yes to everything they wanted to do, then then why, why are we so trusted, right? So the, the other thing that all of our clients trust me with is like, if Reed thinks it's a good idea, let's do it, right? So most of them come to us and say, what do you think? And is the ultimate goal to transition into a more mainstream world or is it more of a business empire they're trying to build or is it different for each person? It's different. I don't think we need to transition to mainstream. I think we're all the guys are already so popular. I think the mainstream now needs us more than we need them, mm -hmm. uh, especially like I told you some of these shows that all of our guys turned down. Like we don't necessarily need to go on. Uh, we think something it'll do more bad for us than good. You know, ninjas went on Jimmy Fallon six times. So there's like a love hate for ninja right now. It's like 50, 50 when I meet kids, I'm like, do you like ninja? And they're like, Nope. Hate ninja. Why and do you I'm, think that? I just think he, he went into mainstream way too quickly. Got it. Uh, and the community felt like he got popular and then he left them behind. And so we're really cognizant of that too, is like, where are our fans at? Like, let's always make sure we're catering to our fans first. 
And if we're going to go do something in mainstream media, great. But let's always come back to our fans because they're the ones that put us in this position. I love that. I love that so much. Another layer to that question is, what if YouTube just kind of becomes irrelevant? Yeah, it, it definitely could. Most of our clients have other businesses where it wouldn't matter. Mm -hmm. I think most of them could stop recording YouTube videos tomorrow and they would have you know income for the rest of their lives through other businesses that they had started or are currently starting. Well, uh, they'll, they'll always be a platform to create yeah. content oh, on, right? Whether it's YouTube or Twitch or the next iteration of those two things. Mm -hmm. The people that you represent, they want to create content and that's what they'll do. Is that what yeah. you're... Well, yes, they love creating content, but a lot of them have other goals. Uh, mm -hmm. Not necessarily, I want to be YouTube for the, for the rest of my but life. It was a it catalyst a for something more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They use it as a catalyst for, it, it was the start of something so much bigger. As, as I look at, and it's obviously different for each individual person, but like one of our one of our clients wants to run the next Mattel. Like he's like, I have all these kids that follow me. I want to run the next biggest toy company in the world because you know, these toy companies now are struggling to get kids to buy their stuff, but I'm over here just selling direct to consumer and I'm probably doing just as good as all of them. They all each have their own goals and we just help them get there. That's awesome. So Jake Paul was on here. I was, I mentioned to you earlier mm -hmm. and he actually said he doesn't want to be referred to as a YouTuber anymore. He's like, yeah. I'm an entertainer. I don't like being labeled a YouTuber and consider me a boxer right now because <laughs> because right now he's training and he's very seriously training yeah. to box and i you know a part of you wants to be like what are you doing but then hearing him talk about training three times a day and changing his entire you know what he eats his health regimen and and he's dabbling into all these things but i think he understands that he has a platform and so people are going to watch whatever he does right mm -hmm. so in his head he's thinking I'm just going to be the best boxer. So I'm going to seriously train for this. Do you find that your clients also have these like dream passion things that they would, cause this was a passion of Jake's. It wasn't yeah. like a random, I want to box. He's always liked boxing. Is there anything you can tell us about a passion that we may not know about one of your clients like Mr. Beast or Sunday or unspeakable? Yeah, they do. I don't, Nothing that stands out like I want to be a boxer or I want to be a musician. None mm -hmm. of them want to be musicians. So there won't be an everyday bro coming out from probably not. Mr. Beast. Um, not to say he won't do something down the road. I, whether we do a diss track or something in 2020, 2021. Uh, please do a diss track. It'd be so funny if we did. I obviously the fans want us to do it. Nothing really stands out. Most of our clients just want to do good. They want to use their platform to do good, and that's mm -hmm. another thing that stands out about all of our clients is. Like they know that little kids look up to them and they have this massive platform. And so that's another reason why we don't sign people that swear, right? Because, you know, you're this little six, eight, 10 year old kids really looking up to this person every single day he's posting a video. Um, and so they really like being in that position of like being a role model. Have you been in a position where you've noticed, because sometimes, you know, that overnight fame can be a little overwhelming yeah, and you don't have to call anybody out, but where it kind of changed the content creator or, or is it different with this crop? With our clients? No, uh, we keep them pretty grounded. I've definitely seen people where it goes to their head or, you know, they start making a lot of money and they no longer talk to their old friends and it, it definitely happens. Most of our guys are pretty grounded and humble when it comes to that. And that's just, you know, us getting to know them before we sign them. Mm -hmm. You know, usually our relationships with clients start as like 30 to 90 days of just like, let's get to know each other. I don't want to talk business. 
I don't want to talk brand deals. I just want to talk like about you, your family, your aspirations, you know, where you came from. And that's just why we know our guys so well. Not to make a blanket statement about Hollywood, but it's, it's very rare mm -hmm. to hear that. You know, a lot of these managers and people behind the scenes are really just chasing the dollar and they don't really care from what I've seen personally yeah. about the, the core values are not cussing or whatever it is. Well, luckily too, we, we operate outside of the city. I'm mm -hmm. here a lot, but we're in Dallas, Texas. That's where we're headquartered. Not to say we won't open a satellite office here. And we also don't have a single creator that lives in LA. That's uh -huh. not by design either. I've just, for whatever reason, don't have any clients that live here. So what does that look like for you? Just on a plane a lot? Visiting. I'm on a plane a lot. Yeah. October. I don't know. I, geez, this summer I was probably in Dallas 15 to 20 days in June, July, August. Wow. It's just a lot of travel. I enjoy it though. Jimmy's in North Carolina. Sunday's in South Carolina. Typical's in Vancouver. We got a guy in Houston and we have people all over the place. I'm in Portland a lot with mini lad. So, so just how really do you depends. manage your time? Forget managing, <laughs> making sure that all of these people get the love and the attention that they need. Yeah. How are you doing that self-love? I don't know. I meditate every morning. So okay. I, I started meditating in early 2018. It's just, you, you get a lot of mind fatigue. I, I also get decision fatigue because mm -hmm. I'm getting asked by so many different people every day. Like, what do I do here? What do I do here? What's this, this decision? So decision fatigue is definitely a thing. I don't have a ton of time left in my day, but I love what I do. So mm -hmm. it's like, I don't really see this as work. Like I get to like, I get to do podcasts. I get to travel around. I get to do fun stuff. We get to do animated series. I get to be in a Star Wars commercial. I broke a Guinness world record with Cam Newton in July. So I now I'm the world record holder for the longest catch of an American football behind the back. What? So it's just like I've 2019 has been insane. What? Yeah, so it it was on Cam Newton's channel, so he released it. We'll release our version probably in December on okay. Jimmy, on Mr. Beast's channel. Uh, but we flew out to Carolina and filmed a video with Cam Newton, and we broke five world records that day with Cam, and I broke the behind-the-back catch one. We also broke, like, longest between-the-legs catch, most catches in one minute, most one-hand catches in a minute. Who was doing all the catching, you? Cam actually caught the ball. Okay, but you caught one. I caught the one the behind back. the back. Yeah, it was so fun fact, everyone. Yards. He did play football in college, so which helped a little bit. Advantage. Yeah, it was an un. It was fifty-seven yards, so the ball was humming when it was okay. coming in. Yeah, okay. but I did catch it behind the back. So I mean, you're kind of in the content too. Hundred percent. I've probably been in fifty videos on Preston's channel. Where's your yeah. channel? Uh, probably won't ever happen. Yeah. You just want to be a co-star? No. If, Guest starring? If I ever have a channel, it'll be not a talk show or a podcast. It'll be something business related. I, I really like what Tim do Ferriss that. does. This is why I do this show. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Tim Ferriss. He's the man. And I love those takeaways that you walk away listening to that podcast and you're like, what can I learn from this? Which is a perfect segue for my next question, which was, which is going to be, if you were to give advice, so there's somebody who wants to be the next Mr. Beast, the next Preston. There are a lot of those kids out there. Yeah. They see the Jake Pauls, the Logan Pauls. They see these like glamorous lifestyles. They want to be content creators. What is a piece of advice you have to give to them? One, I, I, yeah, I made a video on this. You have to love it, first of all. If you're just making content to make money, you will fail so quickly. I think the, the hard part now is we see these Forbes articles, of how much does Jake Paul make? How much mm -hmm. does Logan Paul make? And these kids are seeing these YouTube creators making so much money. And so they think it's like this industry that they want to make videos and make all this money. And it's just not realistic. So I think kids stepping into this world right now, they're all going to really struggle to make it because they just don't love it. Most of the guys that we work with, 
They got into this industry because they love making videos. Preston's been making videos for about nine years. And for the first four and a half to five years, he didn't make a dime. It's just like, I love playing video games. I love live streaming. I love making content. But It'll eventually happen. What changed? Because Everyone, there are people who are still making content 10, 13 yeah. years later, and they're not getting that that boom, right? Yeah. It was Minecraft for him. He okay. found my, he was playing, he had a TBNR Frags, which is his old channel. He was playing Call of Duty, CSGO, and then Minecraft came out and he started Preston Plays. And that's really that inflection point that he hit. Same with Mr. Beast. He has seven years of content on his channel. And, and what was, was the turning point for him? Uh, there was a few videos. One, he gave pizzas. I think he gave a hundred pizzas away um, to homeless people. I believe that was the video. And then he did a Twitch donation video. And I think that's really when people started to pay attention. Okay, who is Mr. Beast? What is he doing? But every creator that you see who's massive has that like inflection point of like, when did it start? Jake and Logan were on Vine, so they had a built-in audience already. So when they transitioned to YouTube, it was a little bit easier. But for most of our clients, they were just making YouTube videos since 14, 15 years old. And, so, then, and then all of a sudden they blow up and you see yeah. this crazy influx in yep. subscribers. Yeah. So my biggest worry is kids getting into this to make money. And it's, it's so much of a grind that if you don't love it, you're going to fail. And I think another misconception also with creating content on YouTube is there are other streams of income for these content creators. Mm -hmm. So it's, they're not just making money on YouTube videos. There's merch. We actually had the founder of Fanjoy on and we were talking about merch. Yeah, Chris. Love yeah. Chris. Yeah. So we were talking about a lot of these people are making more money selling merch than they are making videos. Mm -hmm. And and I think these kids see these videos and they realize that they, they think they're going to make millions of dollars just uploading a, a vlog every day. Yeah. I, I don't even know if David Dobrik makes money off his channel. He has four minute videos, which you can only run a pre-roll on. So maybe, and he swears. So maybe he has a 50 cent CPM to be quite honest. He probably makes nothing off his channel, but he has a very popular podcast. He, he has a tour. very popular merchandise company. His tour was mm -hmm. a massive success. He's now doing pop-up shops, which I'm sure Chris talked about. So it's like he's just figured out different ways to monetize his brand. And the big creators are doing that. They understand that YouTube's algorithm is going to change one day and they're going to stop making money or we're going to have another adpocalypse and ads will not run on those certain creators channels. We just saw this with kids channels. YouTube basically killed ads on young kids channels, unboxing channels, nursery rhyme channels and said they're not going to monetize them anymore. So it's like that came out of nowhere. So some of these channels that were pulling 500 million views a month, like Coco Melon, are no longer going to make any money from AdSense. So they need to figure out different ways to make money. And then speaking of ads, do you do you guys kind of have a rule of thumb with ads on your videos or what you like to do for the viewers? Yeah. Well, where, where, where do we place them? Yeah. Yeah. It's, or how often you place them? Yeah. We've figured out like after a lot of testing that the best way to do it is always a pre-roll. And then an ad every two minutes, and 50, two minutes and 30 seconds. And then we usually put an end roll. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What are your thoughts on a lot of viewers uh, get upset with creators for placing ads? Yeah. What do you have to say to those Well, viewers? I mean, Mr. Beast gives away most of the money he makes on AdSense anyway. So if he didn't place mid-rolls, then we wouldn't be able to give $100,000 away to homeless people or give $125,000 to a homeless shelter for Christmas every year. So it's just like most of the money's going back into the content. I love that. I love that. Okay, so you have such an eye for talent. Is there anybody on YouTube right now that you're kind of that you're not that is not signed to Night Media? Someone on YouTube that you've got your eye on, you think that they have something going. <laughs> I know you have your eye on. <laughs> there honestly isn't. Like, I'm trying to think. I don't watch a ton of content outside of our clients. Because you don't even um, have time to think about signing anyone else. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm pretty focused on our 10 individuals. Are, are there some creators doing some awesome stuff? Yes, there is. Uh, even people that we don't represent. You know, like I think David's content is amazing. It's very authentic. Why do you think people watch David Dobrik? He's funny. His supporting cast is also awesome. Like they're just fun individuals and they're at that age where they're like 18 to 22 years old, right in that college age. So they have a large fan. They have a large fan base of probably 16 to 24, maybe younger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something about his four minute videos too. They're just easy to consume. So there's all these, like, there's the clout gang, there's team 10, yeah. there's, you know, David's crew. I already forgot what they call the themselves. vlog squad. Oh yeah. The vlog. How could I forget yeah. the vlog squad? How come you guys don't have a gang name? I, we don't need to have a gang name. Oh, I, I don't know. Like burn. we're, we're successful without it. No, I, I actually believe you. Preston. So <laughs> Preston used to have the pack. It was Vicstar, Lachlan, Musilk. No, no, no. Vicstar, Lachlan, Bayesian Canadian and Rob and Preston. They were called the pack. That was a Minecraft blew up. Do they collab? Some we of your... don't really do collabs. Okay. Night media clients collab internally with each other, okay. but we don't do a lot of outside collabs. There's a few reasons for that. One is we don't want people subscribed to our channels that aren't going to click on videos and sub boxes. So for instance, if Jimmy would go do a video with James Charles and 250,000 James Charles fans would sub to Mr. Beast, then that video hits sub boxes and those 250,000 people don't click on it. That hurts our CTR. So that's why Very we don't that's why we don't do collabs outside of our genre, right? So Preston will do collabs with other kids creators because he knows that, oh, those fans will click on my videos. But we don't do like David Dobrik, for instance. Like, I don't know if we'll ever do a collab with David because we don't know if he their his fans would click on our videos. YouTubers don't think about it like that, but they should be because the goal is to have a hundred percent active subscribers. When you post a video, all of them click on your video, hence you have a high CTR. When you just inflate your subscriber numbers by doing collabs, you're actually hurting your channel. If I ever start a YouTube channel, 
I am forcing you to represent me. <laughs> you you know all these what you just said makes total sense. Yeah. But the initial knee-jerk reaction when a huge YouTuber asks you to collaborate is, yes, I'm going to get a bunch of new subscribers. But those subscribers uh, don't care. They want to see eyeshadow palettes if they're on yeah. James Charles' channel, and they're not going to watch it. It makes you look bad. It's, it's why all our fans have hit, like, hockey stick growth because, like, we understand the, the algorithm more than anyone probably, and we really focus on it. For instance, like, we have a female creator. And she came to me and she's like, I want to do a collab with this person, this person, and this person. And they were so far outside of like her normal content. I was like, Brie, here's what you need to understand. You'll, yes, you'll probably gain another 2 million subscribers off these three collabs. And those 2 million people will not click on your videos and your channel will then start to die. Do you Be think YouTube viewers are that specific with the content they're they're consuming? Yeah, I think they sub to channels that they want to watch. And sometimes they sub to channels because their creators telling them to sub to another channel and then they'll never click on that video ever again or that creator ever again. You don't think it's possibly an opportunity for discovery? Potentially. I just think you can do more harm than good. I think if it's in your, if you make automotive content and you're collabing with other automotive channels, perfect. But if you're an automotive channel and you're going to kids creators and doing collabs with just anyone, it's you're just setting yourself up for failure. Mm. So many truth bombs are just being dropped at iHeart. What happens when Mr. Beast comes to you a year from now and wants to completely change his brand, the type of content he's putting out there? What do you do then? You have all these subscribers that are used to a certain type of content, but Mr. Beast woke up and he has a different vision. Yeah, well, he's way smarter than I am when it comes to like understanding his audience, so I would support it. Because if he's saying he's going to do this, then I would trust him. When I met him and he had 1.7 million subscribers, he told me he'd have 10 million by the end of the year. And this was in February, January, March, maybe. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's see it. I was like, there's no way. You have 1.7, you're going to get to 10 million by December. There's no way. And he proved me wrong. So we ended the year at 13.5 million or something like that. So if he comes to me and says, I'm switching up my content, I'll be like, all right, let's do it. Love that. And then advice for somebody who is in your shoes now, not a creator, but somebody who wants to represent creators. Yeah, just add value. The, when I first started in this industry, I didn't even take a commission. It's like, I will literally work for free. I will do a good job. I will deliver. And then we'll talk about it. So it's like you need to provide value before you can just go to someone, throw a contract in front of them and say, hey, let me take X percentage of your revenue. Because it just doesn't work like that. And there's a lot more competition in the space than there used to be when I got started. When I got started, there was probably two or three people that were trying to manage digital influencers, There's especially in this town. So I think if you're a young kid, find someone that you get along with that you think you can work with for the next decade and then provide value. Don't try and sign 37 people right out of the door because you're not going to last. You seem too good to be true. <laughs> you, I don't know about that. You have all these knowledge nuggets, plus you have this incredible roster of talent. I'm really excited to see what they all have going on. I know you couldn't tell yeah. us much. Is there anything you can tell us? Just give us well, one little, you know, clickbait kind of thing. You know well, we talked about the tree video, so we're going <laughs> to see a lot of YouTubers be a part of this Mr. Beast tree challenge. Okay. So it's a dollar to plant a tree. Oh, so and, he did get other YouTubers involved in oh, this. Oh, we're going to have a ton. And it's we'll not within the your community, your your well, all the night media clients will probably Obviously. get involved. Do we have others? Oh yeah, okay, tons. I won't say anyone's name yet. We'll wait for those announcements. But some people that have been on this podcast are probably going to be involved. Oh. Uh, so I, yeah, and like I said, the goal is to plant twenty million trees by Earth Day twenty twenty. So we'll start out. So Mr. Beast will start out with probably a million trees. 
and then we'll go get 19 more million planted and yeah it'll be a phenomenal that's thing. it just 19, 19 more million, million. <laughs> yeah that's it's crazy huh? five our 501c3 is coming up so it's we'll tackle homelessness in america so that's another thing mr beast has been working on uh whether the video goes up in late 2019 or 2020 i think we're still trying to figure out he's just he has a lot of projects coming up in including Q4. coming on our show in 2020 yeah in 2020 <laughs> sorry beast. sorry jimmy I, you might have to come on the show in 2020 don't apologize <laughs> Tell him you're welcome. <laughs> He's he doesn't necessarily love doing interviews, but we'll see what but we can do. Do you see how fun I am? Yeah, this Just was a great. Light, fresh. This was great. Bubble. What else can I say here? <laughs> we have we have a great view of. I think we're in Burbank. We right? are in Burbank. We're at the iHeart yeah. Studios. Yeah, it's, um, it's great. yeah, we'd love to have all of your people on. Yeah, here. we have to get a few more on. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. all so awesome. I'm excited to have. I think we're gonna have Preston on sometime in October. You should. And I'm ha super excited, especially if you haven't had a kids creator on yet. I'm really interested to talk to him because yeah. he has such unique content out there, and it's doing really well. Yeah, everybody's doing really Preston well. Preston has seven, eight channels. Eight channels pulling like 300 million. Can I ask a, month? a quick question about that? What is the benefit to having more than one channel? I've mm -hmm. always wondered this. Why are people opening more than one channel? Why wouldn't you just want all the views? <laughs> yeah, the, we go down a rabbit hole here too. Uh, so it goes back to the point of are people clicking on videos and sub boxes? Let's just take video games, for example. You start a channel on Minecraft. And then all of a sudden, Fortnite comes out. So you pivot to Fortnite. And then, oh, Fortnite dies. Let's pivot to another game. And channels that have done that in the past have usually struggled to pull consistent views over the course of three to four years. And so what we looked at in Preston's case was, why don't we have a main channel that does real life? Because real life content's doing incredibly well right now on YouTube. And if we want to do Fortnite, we'll put it on a separate channel. If you want to make Minecraft, we'll put it on a separate channel. If you want to you know, film a different video game that comes out in the next six months, let's put it on a different channel. And it's turned out really well. So he's kind of separated his audiences. Again, because we want kids to click on it when it's in sub boxes, not have a bunch of Minecraft, Fortnite, Roblox, and Call of Duty videos on the same channel when most of his audience is only interested in Minecraft. So there, there was definitely a strategy there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was pitching. I'm always like, what are they doing? Yeah. Why are I they I was doing pitching it? Preston on changing his main channel from Minecraft to real life content a year ago. And he finally pulled the trigger and it's worked out really well. Awesome. I feel like we've learned so much today. Thanks so much for stopping yeah, in. This was awesome. I know you have a probably a flight to catch. No, I'm here for another day. So I'm oh, taking meetings the rest of the day and tomorrow and then I fly home. Oh, and I'll be back then six days. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you get a nap in between. Hopefully, hopefully. Behind the Influence is a production of iHeartRadio and TDC Media. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.